Today on episode 209 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, what a week this has been. I'll tell you what happened, I'll tell you about my new computer, and I'm also going to give you a little tip about something you need to check for on your own computer, especially if you're using Windows 10. Another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. I'm saying that to myself, too. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning, almost, to show you how to do cool things on your computer. Right now, I think it's cool just to have a computer that works. I try to talk about all this stuff without getting too geeky about it, so today hopefully will be no exception to that. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website. That's over at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 209. So let's get started. Well, after this past week, it's good to be back. You know, in the four years of doing this podcast, I've never missed a Monday until last week when everything just went haywire at the wrong time. And it actually is true that the timing of the whole fiasco had a lot to do with it. And I've been doing my Monday morning email newsletter for much longer, probably about 15 years. And I've never even missed a Monday for that until last week. And if you only listen to the podcast and don't get my newsletter by email, you might have been wondering what happened last Monday when there was no podcast. So that's one of the reasons you should get my email as well. Plus the fact that sometimes I put stuff in the email that I don't talk about here on the podcast. You can get the newsletter by going to my website at computertutorflorida.com. Just put your email address up in the top where you see the three red arrows. All right, so here's the story. It's Friday. Not this past Friday, but Friday like 10 days ago. And actually, I have to back up a little bit and give you a little bit of other information. I use two monitors. I've been using my desktop computer with two monitors for years, and it's great. If you only use a single monitor, you don't know what you're missing. It's so great, you know, just to have all that extra screen space. Once you go to dual monitors, you never can go back to using just one. Anyway, my left monitor began acting up like a few months ago. It was taking longer and longer to actually display what it was supposed to display. And most recently, I'd have to wait like 10 or 15 minutes before the monitor actually fully came on. So on that Friday, that fateful Friday, I decided to switch out that monitor. But I had a couple of other monitors that are identical, so I decided to just switch out both my both of my current monitors for this other pair. So it should have been pretty easy, right? Famous last words. So I got the monitors all set up, everything plugged in, and I turned on my computer. No video. There was actually no display on either monitor, and this didn't really make sense because I knew both of those monitors worked. So I tried some different configurations and settings, but it didn't make any difference. So I figured, well, maybe my video card finally gave out. Seemed a little bit too coincidental, but it was a possibility. The video card is the thing in the back of your computer where you plug in the monitor, or in my case, monitors. Now, being a computer tech, I have a box full of a variety of video cards, most of which came from old computers that I just stripped for parts before I recycled them. So I tried a bunch of different video cards, and I got the same result. Except, at some point in that process, my computer stopped properly booting up. 
Now it would boot up for like 30 seconds and then it would shut off and then automatically power up again for 30 seconds and then shut off again. And it would just continue that cycle indefinitely. What I'm thinking is that maybe one of those old video cards I tried using may have been faulty and had a short in it or something and it caused the motherboard to fail. I can't really say for sure. What I could say for sure is at that point I had something that kind of turned into a major project. Even if I did have a good video card right then, it wouldn't really matter because the computer wouldn't boot up properly anyway. So I checked online for the motherboard. Now, this was an HP computer, so getting a motherboard for it should be pretty easy, right? Brand name. Well, sorry, that's not true. All of the places I found said that this motherboard is not a part that's available for online ordering. So without even being able to order the motherboard to replace the one in my computer, I'm left with the only other option, and that was to just replace the computer. And now it's Saturday. I know that any retail places that sell computers new are only going to have Windows 10 computers, and I really did want to avoid that if possible. So I checked around with some of my other sources, and I also looked online at Craigslist and Amazon and even eBay, and there weren't too many options to choose from, but I did send out some inquiries to Craigslist sellers, and I heard back from a few, but there weren't any real good options. And at this point, I'm thinking, wow, I'm not going to be able to do my Monday morning blog and podcast. I was trying to think about some way that it would still work out, but it was looking pretty unlikely. Actually, I did have someone email me after all this was over, and he said, why not just use a different computer to do your blog and your podcast, like maybe one of those computers that you have for sale? And that does sound like a good theory, but the problem is that those computers don't have the software I need. The biggest one is for the podcast. I use Adobe Audition to record it, and for the blog, I use Photoshop for the images. So I would have had to install those uh, fairly large programs on a different computer, but then also just the time it would take to throw together the blog and the podcast show notes and record the podcast itself, that's all time I could be using to get a new computer set up and, you know, to get set up to go forward. And I really do need a computer in order to do my work here. So I just made the decision to skip last Monday. And finally, on Sunday night, I found a computer that looked like it would work. It was for sale by a, an individual who was about 20 minutes away from me. And he was even kind enough to let me come over and look at it on Sunday night, like around 9 p.m., I needed to verify that it met all my requirements, including, of course, the fact that it had to be able to display on two monitors. It all looked good, but there was just one thing about it that I didn't like, and that was the operating system. This computer had Windows 10. Yes, Windows 10. You've heard me saying for the past year, if you have Windows 7 or 8 right now, don't get sucked into the free upgrade offer that Microsoft is shoving down everyone's throat right now. I've been saying that for three reasons. First, because Microsoft is being just so obnoxious and sleazy about sneaking it into people's computers, even if they didn't want it. Second, because I saw so many compatibility problems with it for my own clients, printers not working, incompatible drivers, lots of things like that. And finally, the 10 user interface, really specifically the start button and the start menu. On the other hand, Windows 10 has been working okay for some people. And it was Sunday night, and I needed a computer, and it met all my other requirements, so I just made the decision to just take a chance on it. And so far, so good. 
That was a week ago, and I haven't really had any problems with compatibility at all. It worked with my printer, although that ended up not even mattering since my printer also decided to die a few days later. And of course, when I bought a replacement printer, I made sure it was compatible with Windows 10. And in the worst case scenario, I knew if I had to, I could just try wiping it out completely and installing Windows 7 on it. That's not always something that works, but it would be a potential option anyway. So I did go ahead and get it. It's a Lenovo desktop, and I have to say that Lenovo over the past several months has really come to be my favorite brand of computer. I love their laptops, and this desktop that I got is really great. I got it with 8 gigabytes of memory, or RAM, but I was able to take some of the memory out of my old computer and bump this one up to 20 gigabytes. And it also has an i5 processor, so it's plenty fast enough to do what I need it to do. And it's nice and quiet. Now, for some people, that's not a big deal. But my computer sits right here on the top of the desk. I'm looking at it right now. And I do that deliberately so I have easy access to it. And it also doesn't collect as much dust and lint and everything as if it were on the floor. And since this is where I also record my podcast, I can't really have a noisy computer blasting in the background. All right, now the next step was to get all my stuff transferred over, and that has been a really big project because I made the deliberate decision to just manually install all the software that I use. Now, over the years, my old computer had just accumulated a bunch of stuff that I didn't really need and don't use, so I kind of want to just get a fresh start with this one. And to give you an idea about this, on my old computer... The overnight system image backup would take about seven hours to complete. And now with my new computer, even with all my data transferred over and my software installed, that backup takes about two hours. So it's running a lot more efficiently without having all that other stuff installed. So that's been my week. I have to tell you about something I found interesting, though, as part of this. Throughout this process, I've been telling people by email what was going on. And then, of course, I sent out the email newsletter on Monday just to say there wouldn't be any regular computer tip newsletter going out. And I was surprised to get this particular type of response from several people. Like, wow, even your computer can crash and die? I guess it can happen to anyone. And one guy in particular, Chester. Hi, Chester. Chester sent me this message. Wishing you the best in getting a new PC, but have to admit I smiled knowing it also happens to the pros. Man, that's kind of sadistic, don't you think? Actually, I found it kind of humorous, and I wrote back to Chester and I thanked him for providing me with something to laugh about in this ordeal. Now, this day would not be complete without a computer tip, of course, and this one is a very important one. Anyone running any version of Windows should pay attention to this one, but especially if you're running Windows 10. It has to do with a Windows feature called System Restore. Now, most people are kind of familiar with System Restore, but what System Restore does is it takes your computer back to the state it was in at an earlier date and time. So if you installed a piece of software and it turned out to be a virus, you might be able to use System Restore to take the computer back to a date before you installed that infected program, and of course the program wouldn't be there. One thing that's important to know, though, is that System Restore doesn't affect your personal files, like your documents and your pictures and music, those kind of things. It only changes the computer back in terms of software uh, and registry entries and stuff like that. Well, as you can imagine, System Restore can be a very handy tool to use when repairing a computer. Sometimes it means like a 15-minute fix. Now, I have one client in particular that uses System Restore way too much. 
Get a pop-up ad? System restore. Can't load a website? System restore. Well, it's, it's not really designed as something you want to use on a daily basis like that, but it's definitely handy in a lot of situations. Now, here's the kicker. In Windows 10, Microsoft has System Restore disabled by default. In other words, it's there. It's just turned off. And a lot of people don't even realize this. With my new computer, I checked, and sure enough, System Restore was disabled. So, of course, I turned it back on right away. And this is something you should check on even if you aren't using Windows 10. It can be turned on or turned off in any version of Windows. So you definitely need to check on this and make sure your System Restore is enabled. Now, to check on it, you can follow the instructions. They're over on my website at computertutorflorida.com 209, where you'll find all kinds of nice screenshots and everything. But it's actually a pretty simple thing to do anyway. If you just go to Control Panel and double-click the System icon, then in the top left, click on System Protection. And in the new window that opens up, look in the middle where it says System Protection and see if it's on or off for your C drive. If it says it's on, you're fine. Nothing left to do. But if it's off... Just click the Configure button and check the box that says Turn on System Protection. Now you're all set. And remember this too. System Restore is not a backup. If you accidentally delete something today and you System Restore your computer back to yesterday, that file is still going to be deleted. It doesn't do anything with your files and folders. To protect those things, you need a backup. Because trust me, you never know when your computer's going to decide to die. And a reminder, please use my referral link when you shop on Amazon, and that link is computertutorflorida.com forward slash support, and that helps cover some of the costs of putting out this podcast on Monday mornings, and I really appreciate that. And once again, of course, if you have any ideas for the show, questions, comments, anything, I'd love to hear it. And I do read every email that comes in. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Or you can call my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468, and leave a message anytime, day or night. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website computertutorflorida.com And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.